Hey, welcome to a special episode of All Right, Shut Up. Alex had a chance to talk with uh, Joe Michaels Edward Lott of the Fan Controlled Football League. Hope you enjoy. Like and subscribe. All right, so take me in the world of the FCF, dude. Man, it was, <laughs> it was a crazy experience, bro. It was really crazy, bro. Like, first of all, first of all, they did a really great job uh, as far as like keeping COVID mitigated. We didn't have a single positive test. And, you know, like we did better than the NFL. Um, they had guys sick every week. The CFL didn't even play. So, and I think that's, that was a big deal because, like, now I feel like the CFL doesn't have an excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, other leagues don't have an excuse because this was the very first year of the FCF and we made it happen. You know what I mean? Like, it was tough. Like, when we first got there, we knew we would have a mandatory week of quarantine. But what happened was I literally got on the last – a shuttle from the air, from the airport to the hotel and one of the players on there I guess tested positive and so you know what I'm saying we had to I got added to a close contact list but I never had COVID I was just on the bus right. so we had like a, we had like an extra like four days added to the seven but the thing is everybody else they got to work out like with their little like so we have pods and super pods so a pod is a group of four a super pod is a group of eight and so you're Super pot is who you ride shuttles with to and from practice and like lift with. So guys are getting to like work out, but I'm stuck in the room for 10 days. And so I was working out of my room, but it's not the same. Right, you know what right. I mean? So like I had to find ways around it. Like I would just like foam roll and do a lot of like uh, mobility work, like standing in place. You know, I would do a lot of like shadow boxing. I used the shower as a sauna. I was just doing whatever I could, you know what I mean? To just keep the blood flowing because I knew I was in shape but I was just trying to keep the blood flowing throughout the whole time so when practice started you know it wouldn't be too bad but once we got out of that situation it was pretty cool I mean you know we got tested for COVID all the time I mean you can imagine bro getting tested <laughs> yeah. like at least four or three times a week. so for that first time we were there we got tested every day and then once they made sure nobody had COVID and you know we were safe from it they started testing us three times a week and then eventually it got to two times a week uh, once, you know, once it was pretty clear that COVID wasn't an issue. And anybody that they brought in, like Johnny Benzel or like Josh Gordon, anybody they brought in, they had to quarantine too. So they did a really good job of keeping us safe. So what team did you play for? Remind me, because did you switch teams? Like, what was your process like? I played for every single team. In <laughs> okay, team, so. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> yeah, I, I played for every single team. So the first team I got drafted by. Yeah, give the me the Beast, order, please. Yeah. Yeah, the first team I was ever drafted by was the Beast. Okay. And that same week, the Wild Aces drafted my group. So they don't draft just defensive players; they draft the defense. Like they draft the whole defense. Right. So and we played two games a week, though. That's the thing. Like I don't know if fans knew that, but we played two games a week unless you were a franchise tag. So pretty much everybody played on two games each week, but if you put them together, it was really just like one long game. You know what I mean? But, um, y'all played for the Beast and the Wild Aces the first week, and then, bro, I can't even tell you, like, the order of all the teams I played for, but I know I played for the Beast. For, like, the first three weeks, I played for the Beast and somebody else, and then, um, you know, we got drafted to a different team for the, uh, to the Zappers and to the, uh, Wild Aces for the last regular season game. I played for the Beast and the first postseason game and then I played for the Glacier Boys in the championship. Okay, cool. 
Did you um did you play with Kyle Kitchens? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. me and him were on the same defense. We were both on the shutdown squad. Okay, perfect. Good. I was supposed to talk to him today, but he canceled on me because he went to Europe too. You know, so I'm trying to work like the yeah. Europe angle. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, actually, yeah. He was supposed to go to my old team, um, Invaders, but then everything got canceled. Um, so. Oh yeah, man. Uh, actually, actually, I had I was in contract talks with uh, with Hilda back in 2019, but it kind of fell through and just it didn't work out. Right. right. But. I was this close. I was this close. <laughs> we could have been teammates. <laughs> yeah. That would have sucked. I was an old lineman. I would have had to go against you all, all the time. <laughs> hey, it would have been all good. We would have been teammates. So all right. Matter, I like to hear that. <laughs> all right. So you played for every team. You said you played two games a week. Like, uh, which you played, uh, like, usually Saturdays? And then, or what was it? No, so, so every, we always played on Saturdays. So. Yeah. But what would happen would be, like, okay, so to the fans – there would be a doubleheader. There would be a game at like seven or eight, and then there would be a game at like eight or nine, right? But yeah. for us, we play the game, then we go in the locker room and we switch uniforms, and then we come right back out. No <laughs> way! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a grind, bro. It was a grind, bro. But what they would do was like, like so we had a lot of depth. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like there's like one nose or like one de- like we had like two or three deep for the defensive line. So it wasn't like you were starting every game. So like, for instance, you might start the first game and then the second game you're a backup or vice versa. You know what I mean? So it will work out like that. So they didn't, they didn't run us into the ground, but at the same time, it's still a, you know, it's still a grind because like that whole first game, you might get like five reps and then you start the second game and you might be kind of cold, but you got to go out there and get yeah. done. So, so yeah, does that mean there was only like, two or three defensive units or like, how does this work out? Cause obviously so four teams two, have to play. We had, we had two defenses. So we had oh, the okay. shutdown squad. Yeah. We had the shutdown squad and then we had the heavy hitters. And so like there are two separate defenses, but in that defense, there was a lot of depth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like for the DBs, for the DBs, I think there were only like three, four, there were only three DBs on the field but they might have eight on that defense and they, they're all really good. Or like, you know, like there was only line one, one linebacker on the field at one time, but each defense might have three linebackers that are really good. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. like I said, it was, it was a lot of depth and they did a good job of just keeping guys fresh. And they had to, you know, like this league really wasn't even about defense. It was really yeah. offensive centered. And so for us, like we had a, I don't want to like paint a bad image of the league because they did a, Great job. I'm thankful for the opportunity. But, like, just as far as defense, like, it wasn't meant for us to shine. It was meant yeah. for offense to shine. It's it's for entertainment. Like, it's supposed to be a fun right. league, yeah. So, right. yeah. Okay, cool. So, how did you um, – so, did you win the championship? Because you were on the same team as Kyle, right? So, me and Kyle were on the same defense yeah. for, like, the regular season. And then in the postseason, the coaches kind of, like, let us pick who we wanted to be with on defense. So the, the heavy hitters and shutdown squad kind of got, like, mixed up. Okay. And then for the, for the championships, since there were only two teams, it went back to heavy hitters and shutdown squad. But someone on the heavy hitters had a pro day, so they went home early. Okay. So I got And they had an injury. And then so I got moved over to the heavy hitters for the last week. Uh-huh. So the so kitchen's got the championship over me, man. Like, 
but it's all good. Yeah, so I'm posting. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. It's hard to follow. There's a lot of movement here. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot going on, bro. It was a lot going on. So you're just like prepared to play football. That's what you have to be in this mindset to succeed in this Yeah, league, right? pretty much. Yeah, so like what would happen is we would have a draft night each Wednesday. Okay. So you really don't know who you're going to play for until Wednesday night. So, um, you know, our coaches, we basically – our, our defense was the same, all that stuff. And then we would do, all do the same. We all practice together. So even though you're looking at them over there, they're your opponent, but it's your teammate, though. You know what I mean? So we're out there practicing together, doing everything together. And then once we figure out our teams on Wednesday, then we start to, like, game plan, you know, the next day for whoever we play. Because, like, there were different kind of quarterbacks. Like, Quentin Flowers was, like, really mobile. Like, right. it was really hard to you know, contain. And then we had some quarterbacks that were more pocket passers. We had some offenses that like really ran the ball, you know, the wild aces, they ran the ball a lot, but like everybody else tried to pass it more. So, you know, we were just game plan. But like I said, it wouldn't take that long to game plan because you're practicing against the same guys you're playing against every day. So yeah, that's how that worked out. Gotcha. So what was it like going to basically like this football oasis for six weeks or however long it was and kind of escaping everything going on in the world? Well, it was 10 weeks. It was 10, 10 weeks. weeks. <laughs> oh, I guess you had preseason, right? Yeah. Because we had training camp and we had a preseason game. Yeah, so it was 10 weeks. But I would say it's a double-edged sword. Like, it was a, definitely a blessing, you know, um, especially right now, there's nobody playing football. Um, and a lot of the guys in this league either were in the NFL before or just kind of slipped through the cracks and didn't get an opportunity. And that's what this league was for, to really get filmed. So, you know, because, like, in the U.S., mainly, like, I mean, like, for instance, like me, like, I'm a prototypical size defensive tackle, but my only film is in Europe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what NFL what NFL uh, scouts will say is, oh, your film looks really good, but we want to see you play in America. Obviously, that's hard to do uh, in general. And then COVID on top of that is almost impossible. So when I got this opportunity, you know, like, I was like, yeah, like, I'm about to go in there and do everything I can to, give myself the best opportunity going forward. So, like I said, it was a double-edged sword because, like you said, you're not focusing on anything but football. You know what I mean? Like, they made every uh, resource available to us from, you know, uh, calls on Zoom with business moguls to um, we were on uh, Zoom with Quavo. You know what I mean? Nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they uh, the trainers were um, amazing. And actually... Uh, make sure to put this in your article. Okay. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. But the training staff for the Fan Control Football League was the first all-female training staff in the history of sports. Of oh, pro cool. sports. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, like it was really, it was really dope, bro. Um, they made everything available available to us. I mean, we had unlimited food, unlimited Gatorades, protein, you know, everything like uh, recovery stuff. They uh, they made us like a cold tub. Um, they they did everything they could, bro. So, but at the same time, you're in the same hotel, seeing the same people every day. You can't go anywhere. The only place we go was to the practice field and back, or to the stadium and back. So that's the thing. Like even right now, I've been home. So we played a game Saturday, and I got home Monday. So I've been home for like three days. And I'm still adjusting to being back in regular life. Like sometimes I catch myself like, "Oh, I can't do that." But like I'm like, "Yes, yes, I can." So it's like it's tough, bro. You know what I mean? But I'm not gonna lie. I'm happy to just be 
just out and able to do whatever I want. It felt so good to drive again, bro. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it felt so good to drive again. Very cool. So, how did you get in touch with the FCF? Um, so, I know you played in Sanayoki. Can you take me through, like, after Sanayoki, how you got to Fan Control League? Yeah, for sure. So, after I played in Sanayoki, I came back to the States and I had a tryout for a new league called the American Patriot League. And um, I killed it, bro. Like, I killed the combine. Uh, obviously, I was in football shape because I just left Sanayoki. So, like, I was good. Killed the combine and got drafted in the second round. And then that league folded before we ever got to training camp. But what they were doing, they kept saying, like, oh, like, we're pushing it back a week, but, like, stay ready, that kind of thing, right? And then, um, but the thing is, they folded after the recruiting season in Europe. And you know how that is. Like, once the recruiting season is over, like, you can't, you, especially as an American, you can't get signed because they already signed all the Americans. So, you know, I, I ended up in that situation. And then, um, like I said, um, the previous the previous coaching staff for Hildesheim, um, you know, they contacted me about coming in. But I guess they didn't want to give me the salary I wanted. But I told them I would negotiate. But you know how that you know how that stuff goes, bro. Yeah. So it just didn't work out. Then I got an offer to play arena ball. But I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And then my grandma passed away. And then that just kind of made it easy for me to like just sit down and I had to stay around my family for a little bit and make sure stuff was cool at home and then in 2020 like I said I was supposed to go to Denmark to play um and then like the team that I was talking to out of nowhere like well not out of nowhere I mean I knew it was coming but I was hoping it wouldn't happen but pretty much like about a year ago like to the day so today is the 25th so like March 23rd of 2020 they hit me up and they were like, yeah, man, like, we're not going to be able to sign you. Like, you know, right now this COVID thing is really crazy. Uh, we don't even know if we're going to have a season, you know, and if we do have a season, there probably won't be any Americans. And then sure enough, sure enough, they did have a season, but with no Americans, you know what I mean? So that was kind of tough. So I spent the whole 2020 just busting my ass training. Like my weight was pretty high. Like I was at like 370 and like, it was just crazy. Like I didn't look bad but i was just heavy you know what i right, mean right. so i just you know just went hard man especially like when everything was shut down in texas i just had to work out at a um at a field with a track around it and just do what i could out there and i'd work out probably for like an hour and a half a day you know because you couldn't just be out all the time and then um in like august you know after everything had opened back up i went back to the place i train at now shout out to dynamic sports training but, um, you know, I went back there and I told my trainer, I was just like, man, I don't know what I'm grinding for, but God is telling me to just get ready. Like, I just feel him telling me to get ready. So I busted my ass, man. I got my weight down to like 318. And just randomly, bro, like randomly, I got a call from uh, Coach Khalil Carter, who was a, um, he was a defensive coordinator in Calgary for the CFL. Okay. Um, and I one day I had like randomly just followed him on Instagram. And I was like, hmm, maybe like he'll be a contact one day. I don't know. But it, I wasn't expecting anything from him. It was just random. And then like two months later, he just like randomly messaged me and was like, hey, like there's this new league about to start the FCF. Like, you know, uh, I saw your film. Like, I think you can really play. Um, I know you want to get to the league and like this might be a route you could take, you know. 
And at first I was like, no, nah, like I kind of, I tried the new league route. Like it kind of bit me in the ass. Like, I'm not sure if I want to do that. And so he told me to go to Atlanta to work out. But I, I, I said, if you go, I'll go. But he ended up not going to Atlanta. So obviously I didn't go. And then like two weeks later, he hit me up and was like, hey, I'm going to have somebody I really trust call you. Make sure you answer. So then I get out of my training session and I got a voicemail from Coach Jenkins, who is the head coach for the FCF. Okay. And he was like, hey, you know, um, we're having the last tryout for the FCF in Houston. Um, you know, uh, Coach Khalil Carter is really impressed with you, and um, he, he said to invite you to the workout. So when, when I went to this? the workout. Around what time? This was, this was in December. Okay. The, yeah, this was in December. Or no, this was really – no, this was in November, bro. This is the end of November. Gotcha. This is the end of November. And, um, yeah, so I went to work out. I did okay, like, you know, it was a decent workout. Um, you know, I wasn't even even expecting a call from them, really, like, and the crazy part, like, I was starting to get, like, more, um, I guess, more interest from, like, uh, GFL at the same time, and so I was like, damn, like, I had to pray about it, I was like, man, like, should I just go for what I know and go back to Europe or should I really try to get to the NFL and take this route? You know what I mean? And then, like I said, I didn't even expect the call. And then like a month later, bro, like they called me out of nowhere and was like, yo, like we really want to sign you. Like you got to sign this contract in the next 24 hours. Cause we got to get your stuff together. Like you got to be out here in January. Da, 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 da. So it got to move really quick, bro. So I ended up signing with them obviously. And then like literally the day after I signed Johnny Menzel signed, and I saw their, I, bro, I saw their Instagram following go from like 5,000 to like 12,000 overnight. And I was like, oh shit, this thing is about to be real. You know what I mean? And then obviously it was real and I just finished the season, bro. So it's crazy. That's like when everyone started paying attention to it, I feel like, is when they got Menzel on board. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they had been trying people out for like the past four months before that. But, you know. It's all good. I don't care how they heard about it as long as they did hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, all right, so let's work the international angle a little bit. So you, you went to Nichols State, and then afterward um, you signed with Seneoki. How did you find the, the Crocodiles? How did you find football in Europe? So it's crazy, bro. Like, I didn't even know football in Europe was still a thing. Like, I knew about, like, NFL Europe and stuff like that. And um, so actually before I went to Nichols, I signed – originally to Gremlin State out of high school and I spent a year there and one of my teammates from there went to play for the Porvo Butchers and I saw him like I saw his highlight and I was like oh shit like there's still football in Europe right so but it, I was I wasn't thinking like I was gonna do it I was just like oh that's cool like he out there in Europe oh. and so who, who was it uh his name is uh, uh is it Roach uh, Troy Roach yeah Troy okay. Roach yeah Troy Roach and so it's it's so funny how small the Europe community yeah, is, bro. Yeah. Like for football, <laughs> I was thinking like Grambling guy, Porvo. Oh yeah, Roach. <laughs> yeah, all right, it's great. And then so um, in 2017, I had a, a a workout for the Houston Texans uh, for a regional combine, right. and I did that. And then obviously I went undrafted, and probably like four months later, five months later, in like the end of October. Um, well, a few months before that, like, for some reason, somebody randomly hit me up and was like, hey, like, um, just keep going, don't quit. Like, it was a random person, I didn't even know him. They were just like, hey, like, 
you know, like you're really good. Just like keep going, even if you have to go to like Europe or Canada or something. And I was like, Europe, like what the fuck? So I just went to Google and I typed in Europe football and then Euro players popped up. So I went on there and I made an account. I just put, you know, whatever I had, like film from college and then my recent information, my agent's information, all that stuff. And then probably like in October, the end of October, um, one of the one of the um, executives for Sineoki reached out to me on um, Euro players. We had a, uh, not a Zoom call, but we had like a like a um, Facebook video chat. And then the rest was history, bro. I was like, fuck, like I'm going, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, the rest is history. So how did you like uh, playing in Finland? Finland was amazing, bro. I have nothing negative to say about my experience. I love it. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. I, I played in Finland the year before you against Roach actually in 2017. I loved it as well. It's an awesome place. Who did you, who did you play for? For the Hamelina Huskies. Oh yeah, I remember them. Were they, were they in the um, Were they in the Maple League at that time? They yeah. were right. We we had one year in the Maple League and then they folded right before 2018. Yeah, I remember that. And then they had to add like uh, who did they add? They added or no, they didn't add anybody that time. Yeah. And then eventually they they added the Helsinki Wolverines. But yeah, like that was crazy. I remember I remember being in camp and our head coach was like, Fuck man, I don't think Hamelina is gonna play this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So um tell me your favorite memory from Fan Control League. My favorite memory, okay, so on draft night, they used to let us just do these random ass interests, right? And so, like, from the fan perspective, they were like, oh, what is this league? Like, they're trying to be like WWE or something. But really what it was is they were just telling us to have fun and be original. And we were bored as fuck because we're in a bubble, bro. So we just like, okay, like, all right, what, what can we do this week to push the envelope? So, like, literally, we would come up with these ideas, like, five minutes before we come out to get drafted. So... It was just like one time where uh, two of my teammates, Joe Tito and James Lee, they're like, they're like, yeah, bro, we're going to wear tokens. But we didn't know they were for real. We thought they was bullshitting, right? And then we come out, and then they're, they really have tokens on, bro. And then so that's how it started. And then the next week, um, like the one of the execs for SCF, like they ordered a whole bunch of costume stuff from like Party City. And... We just went over there and they were like, yeah, bro, we got these togas, but like, we about to get this and this and this. So we just started picking up stuff. And then another one of the guys on shutdown squad put like an all black, like, thing on where his whole body was black. And then so they had it to where basically they come out as the toga guys. Me and Kitchens come out. And then basically like Kitchens is going to like, you know, like mess around with them. And then I'm going to knock them both out. So I knock them both out. And then the guy in the black comes out of nowhere and then he knocks me out. (laughs) (laughs) It was that. And then after that, the next draft week on Wednesday night, we took it to another level. And the same guys that had on the togas, instead of them wearing togas, we wore togas. And they wore, one of them dressed up as Link from Zelda and the other dressed up as a Naruto character. Like they ordered these costumes. (laughs) And then we had the same guy in the all black come out. And then so what happened is, we're like in togas and we're doing like a death chant, you know what I'm saying, for them to fight. So Link and the Naruto character fight, the Naruto guy wins, and then all of a sudden the guy in the black comes out and then, you know what I'm saying, they fight. And that actually won the award for like the best 
draft celebration in FCS and we won like fifty dollars. Yeah, we got like we got like fifty bucks each for winning that. But yeah, like it, it was crazy, bro. We just probably like just our draft night interests. We just tr- kept trying to come up with something new every week. Oh, it's crazy. Like a blast, man. Very yeah. cool. People thought people thought we were just going off the rails, but bro, we were just trying to like entertain ourselves, bro. Like you know, being in that bubble was crazy. I bet. But it's cool because I feel like everything I missed out on at that time, God is bringing back full circle. Like, FCF was kind of like my last chance, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you had a blast, then, dude, it sounds like. It's so cool. Um, yeah, and then hopefully, hopefully I get a call from the league, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to ask, like, what's your what's your next goal? Obviously, you're pushing for NFL. Are you open to other opportunities? What's, what's next for you football-wise? Yeah, so definitely, like, the main goal is to get to the NFL. Um or Canada, either one is fine with me. Uh, it's really whatever God has in store for me. Like, I'm just letting him order my steps. But I want the NFL. Um, and, I mean, if I had to, I would come back to Europe, especially with all the business stuff that I learned in the FCF, the connections I made, and what I know about Europe. I feel like I could go out there and get a pretty good salary as an American, but also make more money with off-the-field stuff, training people, um, different marketing stuff I know. So, you know what I mean? I'm definitely open to the opportunity. Um, actually, like like I said, bro, I literally just got back to the States and I already have interest from Europe again. So, like, I'm ready to see, like, how it'll be from the league. You know, I, like I said, I've only been back since Monday. I put my film up on Tuesday and I already have interest. So, yeah, so Euro you know, players has FCS film. Very cool. Yeah, how did it look, bro? Looks good, man. It looks good. I see you hustling. You look like way better shape than um, Senaoki film, if you don't mind me saying. Like you're flying around. Yeah, yeah, way better, way better. The crazy thing, bro, the SCF for a nose is hard as hell, bro. Like you pick a side and the QB just runs. Yeah, (laughs) there's no balance. Yeah, there's no balance rush, bro. It was crazy, bro. Every highlight I watched. It's just like QB running every other play. That's what I'm saying, bro. We couldn't blitz. We couldn't blitz unless it was the red zone. Yeah. So there's no balance rush. And both tight ends could release. So those two linemen on the side could be tight ends. And they could release. So I might be the only guy rushing. Right. And then you're playing a guy like Quentin Flowers. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, I do, yeah. But, but bro, he's, he's elite, bro. He's taking off. And you can't stop him. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Very cool, so, man. Yeah, that, that was a crazy experience, bro. Right. It was crazy. But at the same time, once I get back to normal football, I feel like I'll be a lot better. Like, a lot better. You know what I mean? So. For sure. Um, that's all I got for you, man. Um, all right. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it, man. All right. Appreciate you, Alex. All right, have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of All Right, Shut Up. Make sure to go ahead and leave us a review. Help us grow the podcast. All right, shut up. Catch us next week on all your favorite podcast sites.